When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Omari Spellman, Jerome Robinson, Joey Devine, Kata Bates Diop, Jared Vanderbilt. Sean Keen, Gordy Diang, Patreons, Moondog Riz, thank you Moondog, Max Stanley Williams, thank you Max, Chris Burton, thank you Chris, musical guest, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. And now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock podcast. And we are back with a brand new bonus free trade deadline episode. Uh, that's right, we are one of. 500 NBA podcasts you subscribe to that had a new episode today talking about trades. Uh, I'm here, as always, with my good friend, Sean Keen. Sean, how are you? Hey, how's it going? I also wrote a 10 Things We Learned About the Trade Deadline reaction piece earlier today. Hey, we don't do plague. We don't do plugs at this part of the show. I'm just I'm just saying everybody is <laughs> reacting. It's true. It's uh, we're we are a society that reacts Unless every uh, reaction column has an equal and opposite reaction column. That's physics, Joey. All right. Uh, before we get started, though, um, real quick, twitter.com at roundrockpod, roundrockpod at gmail.com, patreon.com slash roundrockpod, and most importantly, uh, this Thursday at the Virgil, it's Podstar Weekend uh, yes. in Los Angeles, California. 
starring your boys, Joey Devine and Sean Keane, as well yeah. as... Headlining, headlining, maybe as, not headlining. As well as Network, uh, The Flagrant Ones, Dunktown, Air Buds, uh, and... Um, Dunked on the low post. Uh, no, Super oh, no. Hoopers, uh, Horse. I think that's it, right? Uh, Langst, comedian Langston Kerman. Nits from Count the Dings. Uh-huh. Uh, and then music by somebody whose name I cannot remember off the it's top of Joey my head. It's Joey something. It is Joey something. Uh, but it's going to be awesome. Is it you? It is not me. Uh, we have something incredibly stupid planned, and... Uh, don't let just Ringer and uh, Hollywood Handbook fans see it. Come. Uh, because all two, all proceeds for the weekend are being donated to the Los Angeles Food Bank, Bank and Path, I believe. All donate. We're, don't, we're not making a single cent off of this. Uh, it's, In the tradition of podcasts, yes. Yes, exactly. Um... <laughs> I think we might be sponsored by Casper Mattresses, though. They're going to buy some food for the food bank. No, I think they they send us Mack Weldon underwear. It's weird that Casper Mattress oh. is the one that sends the Mack Weldon underwear, but yeah. they do. It's, it's actually a bug in the Squarespace code that they use yeah. to run their site. <laughs> um, all right, should we just get into this? We always want to hear calls from our listeners. And uh, Robot. Play the phone drop. Sean and Joey can't come to the phone right now, but luckily phones are the domains of me, a robot. If you know the extension of Tillman Fertita, please dial it now. Press 1 to have a single beer with Zach Lowe. Press 2 for Senegal-related inquiries. Press 3 for Movie Times read by Brooke Lopez. Press 33 to hear problematic things Bill Simmons wrote in the early 2000s. Press 0 at any time to leave a message for Sean and Joey. That's right, you two can leave a message for Sean and Joey, just dial 323-682-0342. Once again that number is, 323-682-0342. Please give me a call. Being a robot is a solitary road. Hey, Around Ball Rock. It's Jonathan from The Worst Place in the World. Um, Corbin doesn't have a podcast anymore, so I would like to ask him a question through you guys, if that's okay. Um, are he and Wilms friends again now that they're not doing the podcast together anymore? Because... I just wanted to say I just listened to the last uh, Bitch Center, Bitch Time with John, and um, I felt the way after listening to it, the way I felt after my wife and I watched Marriage Story. So uh, I hope you guys are uh, okay. Um, and, uh, oh, sorry. I'm just putting some stuff away. Anyway, um, long live uh, Corbin, and long live taking her break hit, and uh, have a nice day. All right, that's our, our a call from our friend Jonathan at Work the Cycle on Twitter, um, and he asked. He had a question for Big Corbs, uh, former podcaster, uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> at 
from of the from the Take It or Break It podcast. Uh, you know, podcast for Emeritus, I think. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he's um, the only singular person with a channel on our Discord. Um, he's the king of Canard. Uh, the uh, <laughs> the tyranny of Tusk, Vancouver, Washington's own uh, Corbin A. Smith, writer from Vice Sports and the Take It or Break It podcast. And uh, we don't know how to answer whether he and John Wilms, his former <laughs> uh, his former podcast co-hosts, uh, mm-hmm. are friends anymore. So, but we went to the horse's mouth himself. Uh, it's time for uh, a call from Corbs, robot. <laughs> Play the drop. Big Corpse Corner. Big Corpse Corner. Big Corpse Corner. A call from Corbs. Uh, hi there, Ramble Rock. I'm here to reply to a message from Jonathan. Uh, I want to make something perfectly clear. Uh, me and Wilms have never been friends and will never be friends. Thank you. A call from Corbs. All right. You heard it from Big Corbs himself. Uh, they are not friends. So, um, yeah. We well, should set up a P.O. box. Right. Where you can send mail and then we send it to Corbin. Yeah, that would be good. Um, because we're really Corbin, the Corbin go-between. Also, Corbin cannot publish his address publicly mm-hmm. because someone from Boston would try to murder him. Yeah, or a Derek Jeter fan. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, or Myers Leonard, weirdly. Um, I mean, Myers Leonard would either make love to him or murder him. It's one or the other. <laughs> Uh, unlike Corbin's favorite movie, Autofocus. Uh, I mean, just like Corbin's favorite movie, Autofocus. Um, <laughs> now can we talk about trades? I just want to talk about let's, trades. Let's do it, baby. Trades. That's right. We're talking about trades. Slash Capspace URLs. You remember we talk about Capspace all the time on the program. Slash Capspace. Let them know that you came from us. Limited time only. Terms apply. Protected picks. You can even create a beautiful website while listening to this podcast. Over 140 million people choose Wix to create their website. Create yours today. That's wix.com slash woj, W-O-J, to get 10% off. Rights to euros that are never coming. Enter code NBA at checkout for $20 off your first order. Expiring salaries. If you missed it, we launched the Recapables Billions podcast on our Recapables feed. Treating people like they're assets and not people. ZipRecruiter.com slash low post, L-O-W-E post. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Even robots know that basketball is a business, so players shouldn't have feelings because of business. Trades. All right, Sean. Uh, quiet trade deadline, huh? Everyone said it was going to be so silent. Uh, yeah, there were a lot of. It, there I, were it almost was, no trades. <laughs> it was deadly. 
Yeah, there were so few trades how, on how this. Do you for, how do you feel? How do you forecast that? By the way, like, <laughs> like, it, like it, it, there's thirty different teams. How many player agents are there? Um, I mean, there's really only like twelve, right? Player it, agents. All, well, I mean, <laughs> the good ones count as multiple ones. Yeah, I don't know. Um. But no, there were a lot of trades, and just like we did last year, we're going to grade each trade on uh-huh. a scale. Sean, you will be taking how long Brian Windhorst's uh, rant against aggregators is, and doing uh-huh. the rant to rank the okay, uh, yeah. from zero to a million minutes, of course. And I will be ranking the trade based on uh, how much of one beer Zach Lowe drinks afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um so, Sean, run us through our first big trade. Okay, the first big trade. Um, team near and dear to our hearts on the podcast, the Minnesota Timberwolves <laughs> uh, traded Andrew Wiggins, a top three protected 2021 first round pick and a wholly unprotected 2021 second round pick to the Golden State Warriors for D'Angelo Russell, Omari Spellman, and Jacob Evans. Uh-huh. Sean, you're a Golden State Warrior fan. How do you feel about this trade? Um, you know, at first I was just horrified, like like absolutely gut punch. I'd been worried about this when um Marcus Thompson tweeted that everyone needed to delete their Wiggins takes mm-hmm. yesterday. Uh, it sounded like that trade was not going to go through Yeah, when they were like, there was like a framework of a trade. Oh, well, also the Robert Covington trade happened. So it was like, well, that's it for Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, they managed to make it happen. Um, and I kind of, I guess I'm feeling a little bit like I felt a day after the Monte Ellis Andrew Bogut trade. Oh, see, I'm on the opposite spectrum here with this. Oh, you're you're you've okay. So I basically I thought about it for a little while and then was like, actually, I don't think D'Angelo Russell is very good. Mm-hmm. And so I was just kind of like, I mean, look. I think it was probably a pretty big mistake to sign D'Angelo Russell, mm-hmm. but but I've just kind of come around to uh, liking that they got a good first round pick. Well, here's yeah. my question for you, Sean. The yeah. way to look at this trade is this. Uh-huh. As a Golden State Warrior fan, yeah. are you happy that they traded Andre Iguodala, a, uh, a Golden State Warriors second round pick, and a Golden State Warriors first round pick? For Andrew Wiggins and a Minnesota Timberwolves first round pick and a Minnesota Timberwolves second round pick. I mean, no, I'm not. Because that's what happened. But here. <laughs> I mean, I, I am. But but I'm I'm just saying I'm also unhappy that they traded Andre Iguodala and you know first round picks to get D'Angelo Russell. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I mean, th- the thing about this trade is like, I feel like it's like a C minus and a D plus. Like those are the grades for each team. Mm-hmm. Like you can, do you feel good on either side of this exchange? I mean, I guess you probably do if you're the Timberwolves because they 
openly courted D'Angelo Russell. He's good friends with Carl Anthony Towns. Um, he really likes to paint an ass. Also, the uh, Warriors blinked for no reason. That's where you actually feel good. Well, this was the offer in right, December. Right, right, right. Well, and and essentially why the Warriors blinked was because of uh, the luxury tax. Well, that's what and I want to like, talk about here. And that is a, and that is a goddamn bummer. Yeah. To to do anything. <laughs> It's like it's like oh I guess we're rooting for the Houston Rockets now. Yeah, because all we're caring about is a luxury tax. Because here's the thing: like I would actually be okay with this. I mean, I'm theor- I would be theoretically okay with this trade. Uh huh. If Amari Spellman wasn't in it just to save <laughs> Joe Lake of money, uh, because Amari right. Spellman is the kind of guy. Look, he's not very good, but he's yeah. uh he's a young cheap guy who mm-hmm. has two skills that would help Steph Curry as, like, the 10th man on a winning team. Right. Uh, under, like, team control, not to be all fucking Randy Ledoux about it, but they got they put him in the deal just to save Joe Lake of money. And he's already moved the team out of Oakland uh, into, like, a money palace. It's like, how much more fucking money does this creepo need? Right. I mean, hold on. Yeah. In okay. response, in response to my rant against Joe Lake up there, uh, I've just, I've just received this on the wire. Okay. Come on, people. You fans are the greatest fans in the world. That's everybody said that. Show a little bit of class. This is a man that I've spent some time talking to. He is going to change this franchise. This is crazy. Seriously. Come on. You're doing yourself a disservice. All of the wonderful accolades being said to you for you to treat this man who is spending his money to do the best that he can to turn this franchise around. And I know he's going to do it. So give him the respect he deserves. But yeah, I mean, whatever. I don't think D'Angelo Russell's very good. I don't think Andrew Wiggins is very good. But I think this is a trade. I mean, I hate... Look, again, I'm going to sound like a dunked-on asshole here. Okay. But, but I hate trades where you're giving up a guy who's better at basketball because positionally it makes more sense. Right. I guess, I mean, yeah, I think he's... I just... Okay, this is the thing about D'Angelo Russell. He has been fun to watch play. However... The Warriors have the worst offense in the entire NBA. Right. So that that's just the part to me where it just feels like it's been a team of scrubs all year, but it's like having Draymond is enough that they're somewhat respectable at defense mm-hmm. when they're actually playing their guys. And with Russell, it's like it it doesn't seem like he actually moves the needle even when he's scoring a ton. I mean, and again, it's not fa- like nine games or something like that. It's but. also not a fair situation for him to just go into this, uh, you know, just thrown together team. I mean, I still don't like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, it's, I still hate it. Like Andrew Wiggins for three and a half years. 
But also, I think I would have hated having D'Angelo Russell for three and a half oh, years. Oh, absolutely. Um, so it's like, I guess. And also, also the fact that I know it doesn't really matter. But the fact that the pick is in 2021 instead of 2020. And even though they're probably just going to trade it anyway, it just feels like such a bummer to know that there just aren't that many years of Steph Curry and Draymond Green remaining. Oh. And that you're like, well, we could get the number five. Anyway. I'm actually, I actually prefer the 2021 pick because uh, as someone who's been paying close attention to this draft, uh, I don't think there's 10 good people in it. Uh, so I would rather have, you know, 2021 might be the double draft, Sean. You never know. <laughs> I, I mean, I kind of feel like that is also something that people make a big deal about. And it always ends up not really being that big a difference. Like, like. Like, you hear about the strength of a draft, and then, like, four years later, you're like, it was a great draft because Pascal Siakam went 27. But then you're right. like, wait, what? That was that was the thing they were talking about? Right. Um, how bad are the Timber... I mean, the the Timberwolves are probably not going to be worse than they are this year. I They are worse than I thought. They're going to be worse next year, for sure, dude. They're the fourth worst team in basketball this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. They're going to be worse, man. I don't. They're not going to be worse than the fourth worst team. I think they are, because <laughs> uh, the West be- <laughs> is theoretically going to get better. Because it's one more year of Memphis. It's one. The Warriors are going to be healthy. Uh, uh-huh. It's another year. Like there's only teams to go up in the West again. And like I, I just don't know. Like, like are they going to be worse than the Chicago Bulls next year? What about the Detroit Pistons and the Charlotte Hornets? Because it seems like if there's a year where where the Wolves are worse than the Pistons, the Wizards, the Hornets, and the Knicks, that's the year you want. <laughs> but I don't know. It's just it, just emotionally, it's like the the present value. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I just. It's such a bummer that Andrew Wiggins is coming, and I understand that. <laughs> He does things that other people on the team don't do. He is a good athlete and he's fast. Like Draymond occasionally will make people that are terrible at defense mediocre at defense instead. Mm-hmm. But it does feel it does feel like like what a crazy bargain. Like they couldn't have traded D'Angelo Russell for someone who didn't have the same number of years left. Right. You know? It is like especially because of how bad the teams are this year, it really feels like a murder-suicide pact more than a trade. <laughs> like, they couldn't have gotten Robert Covington, but I, even no, though I don't I, even like Robert Covington. But it's still like, yeah, I could have talked but, myself into Robert Covington in these two firsts. Yeah, exactly. Or in the first right, and like, the like, second. <laughs> like, and that also would have been a way uh, to save on the tax without trading a young guy. <laughs> I mean, I I will be honest. I don't care that Amari Spellman's gone. I didn't. I didn't not enjoy him or anything, but uh, just he he felt like he was gonna be chum one way or another. Oh, for sure. Next year, it to so me it's, it's it's just like you just watched you lose in the finals because you didn't have cheap players that you developed. 
and that was like a free right, I mean, a free guy. You know what I mean? That's just my thing. I because again, I don't think, even think he's like. You know, he's like a tenth or eleventh man at best, but still, it's like it's to save money on the luxury tax. It's the worst possible fucking shit on earth. Like, what am I, an Oakland A's fan again? Um, ah, uh, I mean, yeah, it's just, I, I just, I guess, I just think they would probably have just gotten rid of him because they, you know, they because of how terrible they are, they've. They're signing like three guys to long, non-guaranteed, cheap deals, and I don't know. I just don't think he would have been on the team next year anyway. That's all. All right, your next. Uh, they're uh, gonna be this team is gonna be so unpleasant to watch for the next two months. No, they're not, dude. They're gonna play so much Alan Smilajic, and I'm gonna be in heaven. They are. They're going to get. <laughs> Their starting point guard right now is Kai Bowman, and their backup point guard is nobody. Steph I guess Curry it's Andrew comes Wiggins. Back March first, dude. I'm, that's not going to be fun. Yeah, I almost feel like he shouldn't even come back. Like he's like, got like one of these one of these play. <laughs> one of these scrubs is going to fall on him. These guys have to teach Andrew Wiggins how to play basketball in the next two months. <laughs> like, this just feels like like using a Lamborghini to like like haul a pickup truck he wants to play baby all right uh <laughs> we can't just talk about this trade though no, no 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 it's fine it's fine there's and also also it's just like it's a bummer both ways okay uh sean how how much what how long is wendy's aggregators rant gonna be and give us a little taste of it about uh this, this deal. is this is gonna, this is gonna be seven and a half minutes long and uh, I'm going to give you, like, the four-and-a-half-minute mark. You know, something people don't realize about Andrew Wiggins is that, you know, they say he's from Toronto, but he's actually uh, from a smaller town in Ontario that I once stopped in at because uh, I had a real deal on beef jerky from a guy that I met once when I was hospitalized in a coma. Uh, he happened to be in an adjoining bed, and he had a hookup. And so uh, when he goes to Omaha, Nebraska, I hook him up with... Uh, you know, remaindered steaks, and he gets me jerky when I'm in Toronto. All right, and uh, this is a this is our biggest trade of the day. So Zach Lowe is going to drink seven eighths, or sorry, sorry, yeah, yeah, seven eighths of a beer, and he's going to be he's gonna... fucking wasted. <laughs> I actually think that may have happened today. <laughs> we had a loosey goosey Zach Lowe this afternoon. Uh, all right, Sean, take us to our next trade. All right, so this is uh, the a, a 12-player deal, uh, which apparently is the biggest... I don't know if it's the biggest trade or the last 12-player trade was uh, the one that sent Patrick Ewing to the Sonics and Glenn Rice to the Knicks. What a beautiful trade that was. Uh, everybody felt good about it the whole time. Um, never, okay, per, so no, deep- never forget Glenn Rice... Uh, the only man, oh, the only NBA player in history to sleep with Sarah Palin. I mean, do we really know that? <laughs> because uh, I'm, I'm gonna say, 
Carlos Boozer looked like he was 35 years old when he was 11, <laughs> and he's from Alaska as well. So I just I don't know, throwing it out there. That's what made his hair do that. At some point, she was like, "Put shoe polish on the back of your head." Um, I think it's hot. Sean, tell us about this second trade. All right, there's four teams involved: the Rockets, the Hawks, the Timberwolves, and the Nuggets. I'm just going to tell you what each team got. The Rockets got Robert Covington, the NBA's most overrated player, and Jordan Bell, NBA champion. The Atlanta Hawks got Clint Capella and Nene Hilario. Uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves came away with Malik Beasley, Juancho Hernan Gomez, the poster boy for Mono, Evan Turner traded so many times, Jared Vanderbilt, uh, and the first-round picks. From the Brooklyn Nets that the Hawks got in the Torian Prince deal. The Denver Nuggets got Gerald Green, Noah Vonley, Keita Bates-Diop, Shabazz Napier, and the Rockets' 2020 first-round pick. Mm-hmm. Now let's start from the Rockets' standpoint here. Uh, uh-huh. They're building the ideal uh, Dunk Don team, correct? I would say this is more the ideal D'Antoni team because I don't I think this is like. So I think the okay so we 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 covered it. It was a huge story that the Rockets played a game where there was no one taller than six foot six uh, playing on their team in the whole game. We didn't and slammed up it. And so uh, Clint Capella has been hurt. He's not like. The Hawks might sit him, but yeah, so they got Robert Covington, who is 6'9", but um, they essentially are not going to play a center anymore, Uh like for the rest of the year, I guess. And I guess the reason is that uh, they don't want two non-shooters on the floor at the same time, basically. To stand around watching two guys dribble, yes, yeah. Right. Because Russell Westbrook shoots threes like a center, they need to just not play a center. I guess Russell Westbrook is the center, maybe. I guess it's P.J. Tucker. Um, But my theory about this is that Mike D'Antoni's not coming back next year, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what are the odds of him coming back? 10%? Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, So this this is is like his last meal? Well, it's yeah, I, I or like a make a wish thing yeah, or yeah, like yeah. the thing he sees when TMT is released in his brain at the po- at the moment of his death mm-hmm. where it's just like they're going to shoot like 63 pointers a game. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there is another angle on this Rockets thing, though. Um, OK, should we? Yeah, robot, oh, I guess robot play the Tillman time drop. It's Tillman time. That's right. Texas Tillman, Trump supporter, steakhouse man, and billionaire buyer. Houston Rockets motherfucker. Tillman time. How does Tillman describe himself? A motherfucker. Tillman time. All right, Sean. Um, tell the listeners why the Houston Rockets really did this deal. Uh, well, um, Robert Covington makes less money mm-hmm. than Clint Capella. <laughs> yeah. And uh, 
once again, completely by accident, while they were doing their best to pay the luxury tax, the Rockets accidentally got under the luxury tax once again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it just keeps happening. Yeah, it's really weird. Um, isn't it? Uh, just completely, yeah, complete coincidence. <laughs> that they keep trading good players that could help them, um, for cheaper players <laughs> to make the team weirder. Right. Um, yeah, that's, they basically traded Clint Capella because he was more expensive than Robert Covington. Mm-hmm. Um, and they gave up a first round pick to do it. I'm also not totally convinced that Daryl Morey is going to be working for the Rockets after this season. And maybe that's why he's traded away like four first round picks Mm -hmm. this year. Right. Because it's like, who cares? Who cares what, you know, the GM comes in. It's like people burning the the crops in front of an advancing army, you know? Um, So it's kind of great that everyone it just feels like everyone in the Rockets organization is just like taking hits off a nitrous tank Mm -hmm. and just like, let's do it. Let's, let's just pour it on. Um, But yeah, it's like, they don't care about draft picks as long as they're not paying the luxury tax. That's the only real thing that matters. And I don't know, Joey, do you think this is going to work? No, Uh, I mean, I I would be super into it working for Daryl Morey's sake this year um, Uh because he's gotten a bad rap this year. Um, But no, no, uh, this is I I mean, it's going to be fun and fucking weird. Yeah, uh, because they did get a center in this trade and they traded him today. But we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Um, and are now completely centerless, I believe. Yes, in a conference with um, Anthony Davis and uh, Nikola Jokic. Yeah, uh-huh. and, uh huh. And don't forget about Rudy Gobert. <laughs> oh, that's right. I, I'm I'm, I'm Res- so sorry. Respect the fucking all star. Received disrespect <laughs> to Rudy Gobert. Um, speaking of wait, speaking <laughs> of respecting the Jazz, can I read you uh-huh. a tweet from today? Oh. Please, please. Do you know what tweet I'm going to read? I do know what tweet you're going to read. <laughs> so David Locke, the host of Locked on Jazz and the radio voice of the Utah Jazz. Hi, this is David Locke. Listen to the Locked on Network. Um, <laughs> he went out of his way today to tweet. Oh, where is this tweet? God damn it. He tweets so much. He tweets every the link to every Locked on um <laughs> oh yeah so on the sorry so on the uh as as the day started he tweeted Impo- important to remember the jazz made a deal on december 23rd meaning they got an extra 20 games of jordan clarkson <laughs> Wow. So okay, respect, that actually was not the tweet. Oh, I thought. Oh yeah. Respect the trades, dude. <laughs> do you mind? Do you mind if I read you a tweet, Joey? Yes, Hold I on. would very much like it's that. It's not loading. <laughs> uh, this is also from someone in the Jazz organization. Uh, the ESPN stats and info tweeted a graphic 
Nikola Jokic made 13 of, the, of his 14 field goal attempts with Rudy Gobert as his primary defender in the Nuggets win over the Jazz on Wednesday. Rudy Gobert replied, mm-hmm. fake news. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't even going to read that one. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, respect the trades when you're talking about the Jazz. Don't forget yeah. they made a trade. Uh, yeah. Please write about them. Please look at them. Please talk about them at all costs. Um, Sean, let's talk. It's funny because I was thinking about all the teams that have, you know, a center Mm -hmm. and are in the playoffs in the West, but the Rockets don't really have anyone as big as LeBron James either. No. Or as tall as Paul George, Mm -hmm. like, like Marcus Morris would be the largest person on the Rockets, I believe. Mm -hmm. And the best three point shooter, actually. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Uh, so, I mean, look, but you know what? Good for them. They really wanted Robert Covington and they got him. And all that cost him was a 25 year old, uh, rim running center who's second (laughs) in the league in rebounds. Uh, yeah. The Atlanta Hawks. Let's talk about them now. They got Capella. And here's the weird thing about this deal. Um, Uh What did the Hawks even trade in it? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm looking and it's like, okay, so they gave up the Brooklyn pick, which uh-huh. is, it's always exciting when a Brooklyn pick isn't played, Joey. You know that. I do. But I'm looking and I'm like, I guess they traded Evan Turner. I think that's the only other person that was on the Hawks. So they right? got the best player in this trade. <laughs> yes. For Evan Turner. For Evan and Turner. And the Brooklyn Nets protected pick. Oh, I'm sorry. Evan Turner, I think, may have been on the Timberwolves before this trip. No, no, he is on the Timberwolves. No, no. Staff, sorry. He's on the Timberwolves yeah, yeah. Now. Evan Evan Turner and yeah, what's gonna be about the 18th pick in mm-hmm. the draft? Um Yeah, that's I mean, I feel like with the Hawks, this is uh almost like more than a no-brainer. Well, and they got Nene to hang out with uh uh, to hang out with um, Vince Carter. Yeah, that's so tight. Wow, <laughs> it's gonna be—it's gotta be like the chillest lock. I feel. I feel like Trey Young is probably pretty chill too. Mm, um, I don't know. Remember, Chandler Parsons is now out? gone. Like, like, is there a better karmic trade than Nene and Chandler Parsons <laughs> out? <laughs> oh my god! Uh, um, all right, let's talk about the dreaded Timberwolves now. Yes. Uh, um, they got Malik Beasley, who I uh-huh. liked a lot until I saw him start that fight in his own apartment building with that Denver Bronco who was cut two days later. <laughs> yeah, which has which and, and it seems like it destroyed his season this year. Yes. Yeah. But you know what? When you invite an NFL player to your home to kick your ass, mm-hmm. you should leave town. <laughs> um they got Wancho who uh uh-huh. I love. Um, I I I like Wancho and I really like Beasley. Yeah, I may too. not be evaluating him right, but um and both those guys basically are there um they're both restricted free agents, so they get their bird rights and they get to match offers. Mm-hmm. Is I don't really know how long Jared Vanderbilt has been in the league because he 
also somewhat feels like a hologram. He was the years he was the the proto Michael Porter Jr. So the pre pre bowl bowl, if you will, Uh, (laughs) a lottery pick that something happened to him. And then the Denver Nuggets got them for free and have just been hiding. Yeah, just stashing them. Yeah, but like. Draft people really loved Jared Vanderbilt. I will say Bobby that. Marks really liked him too. Yeah. Um, but I've never seen him play basketball. <laughs> he seems like he is very skinny. He is twenty years old. You know, it it for it's interesting because there there were just some. I don't know. That seems like a reasonable return for Robert Covington to me. Uh, it feels like a lot to me for Robert Covington. Because we talked about this the other day, didn't we? That Robert Covington, uh, he's good, um, but he's yeah. not, I mean, essentially. He's just signed for a while. Yes. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, but. The way, but I mean, if you're, if you're, yeah, the way ahead, teams l- use their salary today, they might be able to re-sign Malik Beasley and Wancho for really cheap too. Yeah, just because a lot of teams don't have. There's like no that, money this uh, summer. Uh huh. Now I and I guess I guess you know, and it kind of depends on how much. The thing with the Timberwolves that I think we're probably facing with the Nuggets as well is. Uh, it's not that they didn't have the money to re-sign these right. players. Yep. It was the willingness to go into the luxury tax mm-hmm. uh, that um, Walmart billionaire by marriage, uh, Stan Kroenke and his family are not always that into uh, mm-hmm. paying too much money. But yeah, man. But yeah, like I do think that you can probably, if you're trying to accelerate a rebuild, um, Getting restricted potential restricted free agency like is not the worst idea. The only cautionary tale I would have to it is that was also a central strategy of the late nineties Golden State Warriors. Yeah, that's true. But uh I don't know. I mean it the yeah, uh how do you feel know, it, it, how do you feel about a D'Angelo Russell Malik Beasley backcourt going into the future though? I mean it's really weird. Um, uh, they're not going to play defense, especially with Carl Anthony yeah. Towns not protecting the rim behind them. I love um, the idea of like Josh Okogi and j- just that they have all defense or all offense yeah, yeah. and nothing <laughs> in between. Because Malik Beasley tries on defense, he's just not strong. D'Angelo. Is not strong and also slow and also does not try. He kind of um, has bad instincts too. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, Beasley seems like in the Denver system was not terrible. But I kind of feel like released into the wild. Um, his his natural inclination is going to be more towards shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, free Wancho, uh, though. We love Wancho here on the pod. Mainly because of his name and he got mono, I'm going to be honest, but... uh, Also, he, he like, overnight got a whole full colorful sleeve tattoo. I just don't want to live in a world where a guy named Juancho Hernan Gomez is not a good NBA player. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I also think he may be the only forward left on the Minnesota roster. <laughs> I, it, yeah, pro- yeah, right? <laughs> there's there's one more, kind of, but we'll get to that later. Okay, now let's talk about it from Denver's side. Yeah. Um, Noah Vonley is going to help, right? Uh, they already waved Shabazz Napier. I don't really know. Wait, they waved Shabazz yeah. Napier already? I didn't even tell. Kata Bates, Diop, and Gerald Green, who they have also waved. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, it would have been very funny if Gerald Green had vetoed this trade to preserve his bird rights. <laughs> but he didn't. He didn't. Um, I don't really get it because I understand that they thought they were going to lose these people at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. But you know what they could have had for the rest of the year? These guys. <laughs> okay, I lied. Like, They're not waving Shabazz Napier. I was confusing that with Trey Burke. You know, another short, one of those short college point guards. <laughs> another NCAA tournament legend, you mean? <laughs> um, this t- This trade is weird, though. Like, I don't know. It just seems like it to me. Maybe maybe I'm wrong about the relative strength of the other contenders in the West, but uh, does that kind of seem like Denver got worse? Should have been going the other way. Yeah, like yeah, like why wouldn't you try to package multiple guys for uh, one better really guy? guy? Yeah, yeah. Andrew and they basically. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, but yeah, it just felt like a weird kind of like treading water move where it's like, oh, we didn't want to lose these guys for nothing, and then they kind of lost them for nothing. I mean, it's not like it. They basically got the first round pick they traded for uh, Jeremy Grant back, mm-hmm. right? Basically, yeah, basically, same, it'll be about the same spot. And I mean, it's a bummer for them. It's weird. The other weird thing is uh, they a useful player though. Um, Right, but but where is he in their rotation? He's like their sixth big man. Yeah, they have a lot of big guys. They got Melsap, Jokic, Plumley. Also, they have a lot of former Portland Trailblazers mm-hmm. right now, Joe. They really do. Vonley, uh, Barton, Plumley. There's more that I'm not thinking of. Okay, we're at 43 uh, oh, minutes. Napier. Sorry, we got to get past this one. Okay, uh, how about a how about a real? This was an ex- this is the most exciting trade, I think. Okay, well, what? Sean, put on your Brian Windorst hat. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. How long is the aggregator's rant? And give us a little taste. Uh, it's going to be 16 minutes long on this one. It's going to be interrupted by um, an ad read. And uh, I'll give you a little taste of this one. You know, a funny thing about Noah Vonley is that at some point he was uh, the youngest kid the youngest player in the entire nba and i can relate to that because of uh, a boy of type about of typhoid fever that i had as a child when i was actually two years older than everybody in my third grade class all right and uh, as far as the zach low scale i think this is a full beer trade i mean i think so too it's he, it's got a lot that zach likes uh, i mean but the biggest trade since 1999 or whatever that's a uh, fucking full beer. Zach is passed out on the floor with half a cheeseburger on his chest after drinking uh-huh. his one beer. Uh, full on. He's uh, 
Yeah, he's just full on, man. There's he's he, not coming to yeah. bed tonight. Uh, he is wasted off that beer. He has once again failed to make it to the end of the born identity. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what's the movie? All right. Um, <laughs> all right, Sean, walk us through our next trade. Uh, okay, so this is a three-team deal between the Miami Heat, the Memphis Grizzlies, and the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Miami Heat receive Andre Iguodala, Jay Crowder, and uh, New Orleans Pelicans legend Solomon Hill. Mm-hmm. The Memphis Grizzlies received Justice Winslow, Gorgie Jang, and Dion Gummy Fan 69 waiters. Who they're waving. The Minnesota- They've already announced they're waving him. Oh. And the <laughs> Minnesota Timberwolves got James Johnson. Uh, you know, the NBA's biggest MMA fighter mm-hmm. who also got body shamed into a suspension. Mm-hmm. Um. So basically what it seems like happened was, oh, um, okay. So the winner of this trade is clearly Andre Iguodala himself, right, Joey? Right, because he immediately signed a two-year extension where he Before, gets paid $15 million a year. Yeah. And the 2021 one is apparently a team option, but he got a handshake deal that they'll exercise it as long as they don't sign somebody better with their cap space or something. Yep. Um, just think about what Andre Iguodala did this year. He collected his full salary by not playing or not even reporting to the other city. Mm-hmm. He went on a book tour. Mm-hmm. He went hiking. And after some fairly arduous years with the Warriors, just playing lots and lots of games, uh, he rested for eight straight months. Yeah. And... And then in order to make the supreme sacrifice of moving to South Beach mm-hmm. temporarily, he got at least $15 million additional dollars. Mm-hmm. In a year where no one was going to have any money to sign free agents. Uh-huh. And yep. people thought he was coming back to Oakland on a minimum deal. Uh, I mean, like, what a champion of a man. Uh, Yeah. I think this is a weird move by the Heat, but I also said to my neighbor today, I would not be surprised if the Heat won the East. Yeah. Um, Well, here's the thing. I liked it a lot more when they were rumoring that the Heat were also going to get Danilo Gallinari. Well, that was really, that would have been really tight. However, they somehow managed to dump Dion Waiters and James Johnson. And they didn't give up any, like, okay, they gave up Justice Winslow, which I think is a pretty good addition for Memphis, mm-hmm. you know, especially for a guy that wasn't really even on their team. Um, but uh, it's not like Waiters and James Johnson are expiring either. They essentially traded Waiters' money for Iguodala's money next year, yeah. basically. Uh-huh. And I mean... Jay Crowder is pretty good. Like, Jay Crowder plays in the playoffs, for sure, for that team. I just, I, I don't know how they were able to dump so many guys, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get it uh, if you're the Memphis Grizzlies. Because, look, as a team who, um, <laughs> as a fan of a team who ostensibly traded Andre Iguodala for, uh, 
Andrew Wiggins today, I would have rather traded him for Justice Winslow. You know what I mean? Yes, <laughs> I I agree. I agree. No matter how broken his back is, um, and Win- Winslow, I mean that that's just a great pickup for the t- that's just way better than some like the number thirty three pick in the draft, and like just it's it's a little more inspiring. Also. You know, you're moving money around. Um, Gorgie Jang is overpaid, but it's not like he's terrible. He's like a fine backup big that Tom Thibodeau gave too much money to. It's just like, like it's, here's they, my, they managed. Go ahead, sorry. Here's my only worry about the Grizzlies. Yeah. Uh, too many Duke players, man. Ugh. Yeah, it's not good. Coach but K I mean, was already talking today about how much he liked the Grizzlies and Justice Winslow. I, yeah, I mean, he did love Justice Winslow. I just assume that Grayson Allen is going to choke to death on some barbecue in the next six months. <laughs> so that'll kind of eliminate a lot of the problem, right? <laughs> but who is it? It's Tyus Jones, Grayson Allen, Justice Winslow, and... I can't remember I, who else. I feel like I'm missing. I'm missing one, but yeah, or like an obvious person, but um, <laughs> but yeah, too many, too many Duke players is not a good sign. No, it's not. It's not <clears throat> great. Uh, also, the Pelicans need to do some uh, Blue Devil cleaning house as well. <laughs> uh, and then the Grizzlies immediately turned around and signed Dylan Brooks to uh, <laughs> an extension. Uh, yeah, for standing up to Andre Iguodala, you gotta you gotta prove you're a grit a gritty grinder to get that extension. But that seemed that seemed like a good deal too. Getting a guy that's yeah. bombing from three. I mean, like, my only problem with him is he takes John Conchar's minutes. That's um, true. the The future <laughs> of the franchise. <laughs> and then with the Minnesota Timberwolves, um. I think they just wanted Jang out of there. Like they, I think they were sick. saying John Conchar looked like an undercover cop because that oh is correct. <laughs> that, that but was like very, a twenty-one uh, Jump Street cop, that's what he looks like. <laughs> anyway, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Keep going. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think for Jang, it's just like they were just sick of people talking about how they needed to trade him for so long, and they were just like, right, fine. We got we have James Johnson now. Are you happy? Uh, yeah. And by the way, so they're buying out and waving Dion Waiters. Let's talk about this right here. Where should where uh-huh. do you want to see Dion Waiters go? Oh, where do I want to see yeah. Dion Waiters go? I mean, like for personal reasons, maybe like counseling, but uh, <laughs> for for like fun reasons, put him in Portland, dude. They can use an extra wing. I think there's a team that really needs him, and they're in the buyout market. They didn't. They held Pat today. Is it? Is it the is Boston Celtics? No, it's the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, yeah, I can get see him that. here. They're gonna work out J.R. Smith. Wouldn't you rather have Dion Waiters? Waiters, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> like he'll win you a playoff game, and then if you're the Lakers, you don't have to play him. In the games he doesn't win you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Bring Dion to LA. Yeah. Oh, be they so got a tight. spot. They need shooting. Yeah. 
Like, wouldn't oh, you he, rather he, have look, Dion Waiters in Hollywood than Darren Collison? Well, and also, look, Dwight Howard at a at a very similar, you know, not not too long ago, but too long apart. Uh, Dwight Howard had some rough times with the Lakers. Dion Waiters had some rough times with LeBron James. It's time to bury the hatchet and get Dion Waiters a championship ring. <laughs> All right, Sean. What's the okay. what's the wind horse rant? Oh, um, this is actually like kind of concise. I think he keeps this one to a cool one minute and forty eight seconds. All right, and what's he saying about the aggregators? Uh he he's concerned about the. Okay, well, I'll I'll tell you what he says. Uh, you know, I, I, I had some inside information about this that uh, Dion Waiters was a potential wave, but I didn't want to say anything out loud because uh, last time I said something like that about uh, an impending buyout in the NBA, it was on the front page of Reddit, and I had to go, I had to go media silent for three weeks. Do you think, here's a question about Brian Windhorst. Uh, yeah. Is he one of those people who thinks his phone is always listening to him? When he yeah, like why sees I, like when he sees a like a targeted ad f- uh-huh. for something that's like totally based on his Google searches, don't you think right, he's like, right. I was talking to my wife about this? He definitely is, yeah. Well, also, I kind of feel like Brian Windhorst gets basketball related ads, and then sometimes like his Instagram feed will just have like an ear of corn mm-hmm. on it, just like corn. You know, you want it. Um, I only think this is a quarter beer for Zach Lowe. He likes the Iguodala part of it, but eh, I don't think this gets his his uh no. his motor running. I, Gorgie Jang, come on. I could see Zach Lowe celebrating this trade by like looking at someone's cocktail and smelling it, but not actually. Yeah, taking I was gonna say he's gonna hold a beer, but then put yeah. it back in the fridge. Maybe, like, hold it against his forehead, like, ooh, these trades. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right, what's our next trade, Sean? Uh, this one feels like it should have been a blockbuster, and it is actually the saddest trade of the day. Mm-hmm. The Cleveland Cavaliers are receiving NBA rebound champ and current rebound leader Andre Drummond. The Detroit Pistons will be getting a second-round pick, John Henson, Mm-hmm. And the prodigal son, Brandon Knight, is finally coming home. Wow. It's like uh, he went to purgatory, and he's finally back home after he died. Yeah. From that time, uh, uh, DeAndre Jordan killed him. Um, I, there's not much to say about this trade. Weird. It's weird. Is Andre Drummond going to re-sign with the Cavs? Do the but Cavs I, think he's going to re-sign there? <laughs> well, I think they, I think they think he might opt in, but they they gave up nothing, right? I think it's a great trade for the oh, Cavs, of course, because if he opts <laughs> in, it doesn't matter. Like, like they weren't using that money for anything anyway, and uh, I just don't think Andre Drummond. They're treating him like he's. I mean, I get. I guess the Pistons specifically didn't want him to get paid twenty nine million dollars next year. Does seem like too much to pay for him. Mm-hmm. But if you're Cleveland, like, I kind of see how he and Kevin Love could play together. Um, it does seem like 
as Detroit was never able to do, Cleveland will have a lot of guys who can shoot playing around him at least. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see Andre? And they might. Did you see a sad but, tweet? Oh, it was awful. It's the saddest. The whole tweet. thing. The whole thing made me feel terrible. But also, uh, is this just part of Dan Gilbert's obsession with the city of Detroit? Yes, obviously. <laughs> um, I gotta say, I love it for Cleveland. Like, like there's. I think at this point for Cleveland too, if Andre Drummond helps lead them to like 35 wins next year, that's awesome. They 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 already have so many second round picks and extra picks. It's like. Like they're probably not gonna they're probably gonna keep fucking up in the draft, but uh you know, beyond that, uh seems like it could be kinda good. Um so Andre D- Drummond's tweet was quote There's one thing I learned about the NBA. There's no friends or loyalty. I've given my heart and soul to the Pistons, and to have this happen with no heads up makes me realize even more that this is just a business. I love you, Detroit. Oh man. He is going to be drunk texting someone who was on a Disney Channel show eight years ago tonight. <laughs> um, all right, Sean. Uh, what's what's Wendy got to say? Uh, Wendy, Wendy is also bummed out about this one. He is going to tell a weirdly three minute story about uh, John Henson accidentally breaking a window of his car at Summer League. Do you have an excerpt? Yeah, I'll give you an answer for that. Okay, so a lot of people don't understand that there's a difference between media parking and preferential parking. I was cleared by the team and not a media organization. And what that meant was that I parked my 1992 Toyota Corolla next to an open window at the smaller gym. And well, John Henson got into a heated horse contest uh, with his teammate Thon Maker. And, uh, well, it shattered the front windshield, and, uh, I had to ride a bicycle for the rest of Summer League. Um, I just re- I just remembered Thonmaker was on the Pistons, and I gotta say, uh, I am a little excited to watch the Thonmaker Siku Dumboya, uh, Orlando Magic Cold version <laughs> uh, north now. <laughs> Hey, and you know what? I'm glad that Luke Kennard, the new leader of the Pistons, did not change teams. Um, I think Zach is a little spicy about this. I think he's going to drink two and a half sips of his beer. Oh, I like that. I like that. Uh, I think he's like, Andre Drummond's good. I don't know why people don't understand this. Look, I get that centers are not in vogue, but it's a 16 and a half rebounds a game. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, as he's <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why he gets a wild about it, yeah. and he's gonna he's gonna like denounce Detroit a yeah, little he's bit. Gonna be, and he's gonna be yelling at Howard Beck on the phone. That what are you Howard, doing, yeah. Beck? What are you doing? Uh, Seku Domboya. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Sean, take us to our next trade, baby. Okay, the Philadelphia 76ers acquire Alec Burks and Glenn Robinson the third, uh, the little big dog himself. Mm-hmm. The Warriors will be receiving uh, this year's uh, second round pick from Dallas, next year's second round pick from Denver, and 2022 second round pick from Toronto. Um, I'm going to say all of those are falling at 50 or later. Um, 
And that's the that's the thing. Um, I actually don't know what Phil. I guess Philadelphia got rid of James Ennis to make room. And no, they waived Trey Burke too. I guess I just have no idea how good James Ennis is because I would have just thought he was functionally equivalent to Glenn Robinson the third. But I guess I mean Burks and Robinson both have had. Good years, right? Yeah, really good years. Um, I mean, they're sort of they're sort of like players that fell out of favor because they were both hurt for like two straight years, mm-hmm. and now they're not hurt, and it's like, well, yeah, these are good rotation players. Yeah, uh, I like this trade for both teams actually. Um, the Warriors have yeah. traded all of their second round picks, and even second round picks that land in the fifties are still uh, things you can trade when play when teams want to get off of money. Just like this. Yeah, yeah um, exactly, exactly. This just allows that this is like Yeah, they they it's like a ghost runner of Alec Burks that they can cash in for next for, year's Alec for Burks. For next year's yeah. Alec Burks. Yeah, yeah. It's like a it's a cartoon bag that just says asset on it. Yeah. It's one asset unit. Um and for Philadelphia, um, still feels like they're floundering, but uh, the fact that if Josh Richardson doesn't play, they lose by 30 points makes me think that maybe they could use a little help on the wings. Yeah, I mean, uh, Burks is a good scorer, and Robinson is a good defender and a pretty good three-point shooter, so... Uh, There's not really that many guys who can um, dribble all the way to the basket on the 76ers, yeah. uh-huh. so... Yeah. Uh, all right. What's Wendy say? Uh, Wendy, Wendy's keeping it tight on this one. I think it's I think it's twenty seconds, and um, it's just him getting like a little controversial. And he says, uh, "You know, I thought that Glenn Robinson, his father, was very overrated at Purdue, even when he won National Player of the Year. My vote would have been to Grant Hill." Um, and then. I personally think I think Zach Lowe likes this. He's he's horny for the Sixers. He loves to ponder the seven the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh mm-hmm. and I think he literally pours two shot glasses full of beer and drinks them while oh, saying I like it. I like it. Mm, while weighing pros and cons and yeah. then asking his wife who is in the next room on an iPad, yelling, not even getting up, just yelling, What's a Maisel? Why do I keep hearing about this Mrs. Maisel, hun? <laughs> what makes her so marvelous? <laughs> um, <laughs> I like it. Uh, Sean, next trade. The Atlanta Hawks received from the Sacramento Kings Dwayne Deadman. Uh, a 2021, a 2020 and a 2021 second round pick, presumably. Now, I don't know if these are the Kings own picks or if these are just the picks they got in the Trevor Ariza trade. I have a feeling they're those picks. Uh, Sacramento receives in return Jabari Parker and Alex Len. Mm -hmm. Alex Len probably was fated to be a Sacramento King before things were over, you know. (laughs) <laughs> Alex Len is okay. Um, right. Dwayne Denman is, of course, for some reason, 
cursed to be an Atlanta Hawk his entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he he can yeah it's it's like his it's like his home. It's like how uh, Hancock and Charlie Theron were doomed to continue yeah. to run into each other. Even though they destroyed the, each other too, and I gotta um, say, Jabari Parker is the most uh, Vladdy's gonna trade for this guy at one point player in the league. Oh yeah, very strongly. <laughs> um, and apparently, this move was a sent. Well, I mean, I guess Dwayne Dedman, you know, requested a trade what, like six weeks into the season, something like that. Um, so the Hawks are taking on, I guess, I guess they're paying like $5 million more than they would have next year for Parker. Mm-hmm. I think Atlanta's expiring and Deadman has like a $1 million buyout in the next year of the deal. Um, kind of like, like, I guess they liked having Dwayne Deadman before. They're enjoying these second round picks. They weren't. They're not going to spend that much money on someone else. Uh, but I guess. I guess the reason is the Kings did this because they want to have enough money to match offers for Bogdan Bogdanovich. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I do like that. I like that they're not trading him. It does sound like maybe they're not trading him or Bielisa because they're Serbian. Um, <laughs> it seems to be a strong undercurrent. And then the flip side of that is it like. Oh, did they not draft Luka Doncic because he's Slovenian instead of Serbian? I think so. He's from the country that borders that. Yeah, it's because Slovenia beat Serbia in a ten-day war, and Vlade's like never. Mm-hmm. Um, what a what a what fun way to run a franchise. Um, but uh, it's kind of inconsequential, but it's also I don't know. Like like Vlade's a thrill. It's just. There's something incredible about dumping two of the three big free agents you signed in the summer by the deadline. Love it. It's so funny. Uh, it's as a team, as a fan of a team who dumped one of the big free agents they signed this summer today. Oh my God. I'm pretty into it. All right. Um, that's like shooting yourself in the knee to get out of Vietnam and then almost bleeding to death. And then also having to watch Andrew Wiggins I mean. play basketball for three years. All right. Um, Sean, uh, what's Wendy got to say? Uh, four minutes about aggregators, and uh, here's a sample of it. You know, uh, we were backstage at the jump, and uh, Rachel Nichols got a text about... Dwayne Dedman's uh, trade demand, and we couldn't get two sources to do it on the jump. It was very difficult not to get T Mac to speak about it because he was very excited. Uh, his time in Atlanta, he'd seen Dwayne Dedman develop into a reliable outside shooter, but uh, unfortunately, we couldn't say it and get it confirmed. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, the story was broken by Chris Haynes instead. And uh, it's my biggest regret of the NBA season. Uh, Zach Lowe's not even opening a beer. He's not even opening the fridge for this. He's like, oh, yeah. Vladdy was dumb again? Who cares? He's Talk like, to me about he's a like, real team. <laughs> tell, me, tell me when something really does happen in Serbia. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, Sean, two more trades. All right. Uh, the Houston Rockets received DJ Bruno Caboclo and a second-round pick. 
the Memphis Grizzlies get Jordan Bell and a second-round pick. Um, presumably, the Rockets are getting a better second-round pick in this exchange, mm-hmm. but actually, I'm not sure that that's the case. <laughs> um, but yeah, Jordan Bell is being sent out of town because he uh, charged something to Daryl Morey's hotel room, <laughs> and he is also too tall to be on the Rockets anymore. If you're going to have no centers, you have to have no centers at all. <laughs> Let's be honest. Sean, can you tell me, actually, what who makes more money, Bruno or Jordan? Because I have a I guess, guess. I guess no, because... I have a guess. I'm pretty sure Jordan Bell is making the minimum, so I guess that would mean Bruno is too, right? Um, Let's see. Because I'm wondering if this is more cap nonsense, more Tillman nonsense, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, because it doesn't it seem like Bruno Caboclo would have like a weird <laughs> four month guarantee on his contract or something? Uh, yeah, Sean, I got I've got a uh, uh, I got uh-huh. news for you. Uh-huh. Oh, I take that back. Uh, Bruno Caboclo uh-huh. actually makes uh, $200,000 more than Jordan Bell. So I actually don't understand this trade at all. <laughs> uh Look, look, Maury, Maury wants to get as close to the tax line without getting over. It's like a train dodge for him. It's like it's the only thing that truly makes him feel alive <laughs> is getting is getting right up to the edge of the abyss, I bet, a.k.a. the luxury tax. I bet Jordan Bell is so sad today because yesterday when he got traded, he was the only center on the roster. Uh-huh. And today... How many center? How many big men do the Grizzlies have now? Um, well, now nah, he's now behind Gorgie Jang again. They've well, but, been reunited. That's got to be weird. But he's also uh, now behind Valanchunas and Jaron and Jackson JJ, Jr. and Brandon Clark and Brandon Clark. <laughs> um, that's a lot of bigs that he's still behind. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I guess he maybe he can take some of Jay Crowder's minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably not though. Uh, uh yeah. Uh speaking speaking of that, our next trade. No, oh, no, no, I guess no, you've got to do oh, we did the one. dude. Oh, you're right. Sorry. Okay. Um all right. Uh Wendy is going to talk about Bruno Caboclo for 12 and a half minutes. <laughs> and uh there's going to be a story about a time when uh Fran Fraschilla had not been back to the United States for four and a half years, and ironically, uh a best western in Portland, Oregon, when they were there for the Nike Hoop Summit, uh, booked Windhorst and Frischilla in the same room. And Wendy made Frischilla sleep in the tub because of the noise from his sleep apnea machine. I think Zach's going to drink. Zach Lowe. I think this trade makes him feel a little bit of a... You know, it makes him question things a little bit, like... What is aging? Um, uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like what... He's going to be like, what am I two years away from being two years away yeah, from? And I think he drinks a full half a beer, actually. Yeah. And I think like ringing in his ear, he's remembering all the times he said that Bruno Caboclo was two years away from being two years uh-huh. away. And like, it's just slowly like thinking he's a fraud and looking not in the mirror, but he's looking at that Grantland drawing of himself mm-hmm. <laughs> and like kind of reaching his hand out to touch it and be like, where did you go? 
Grant Lanzac. All right, our next trade, Sean. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies get our, Gorby. No, no, we talked about oh, this. Oh, one. We, we did talk about that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, this is actually a this is actually a real trade. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have one last the, real trade. Yeah. yeah, that's all we're going to talk about. Okay, good, good, good. Okay, this is the last um, trade, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's the last trade. Um, the clip, the LA Clippers received Marcus Morris and Isaiah Thomas uh, immediately waived. The Wizards got a 2013 lottery pick, Jerome Robinson, and the Knicks got Mo Harkless, the Clippers' 2020 first-round pick, a 2023 second-round pick from Detroit. Which I think is that's probably from the Blake be a good, trade. Yeah, that's going to be a good pick, right? <laughs> and then the rights to um, Isuf Sanon, who I don't believe is actually in the NBA. Uh, I you're, believe f- you're forgetting the hilarious stash, right? part of this trade though um they also got the rights to swap with the clippers in 2021 (laughs) i have this tweet open yes i was gonna um well okay so oh oh never mind they sorry (laughs) can i circle back to another oh yeah so yeah the the knicks if they want to can swap second round picks with the clippers next season in case the knicks are better than the clippers better than the clippers yeah yeah. (laughs) um also i should have mentioned it in the previous one um in that bruno caboclo jordan bell deal memphis received the right to swamp the least favorable of the mavericks dallas and miami second round picks in 2023 for houston's second round pick in 2023 but that swap is protected 31 to 32 Mm -hmm. Nate Duncan and Dan Feldman both just came. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But back to this Clippers trade. Uh, The Uh Knicks demanding the swap rights are so funny. Also, Uh, who's the GM? Who who was doing that? (laughs) Steve Mills, man. (laughs) He's still still there. He's now the shadow president. No, he's on the... They actually gave him a promotion. You didn't see that? But he's working for like MSG operations, yeah, right? But still, he's working for the. He got a. Prom- <laughs> he's on the board of the Knicks still. Yeah, they um, promoted him. <laughs> I would say though, this is a very. I mean, aside from that insane pick swap provision, where it just seems like you're just asking that because you blacked out during the trade call. Um, this is a very reasonable, thoughtful trade for the New York Knicks, considering there were all these rumors of them trying to get D'Angelo Russell uh-huh. or whatever. It's like, no, just take a first round pick for this guy that you just signed as a free agent. Well, and like, I think Mo Harkless is just as good as the Marcus Morris. And walk out of the casino. <laughs> I personally think the difference between Marcus Morris and Mo Harkless is not that much. Um, well, I mean, I would say maybe their willingness to shoot from behind the arc has a big gulf behind it. I, uh, sure, but other than that, like, I don't know, man. Marcus Morris is like better at everything than Mo Harkless, though. But like first and second round pick better. I don't know. Well, I, I mean, yes, but the Clippers were not going to use this first round pick anyway, so it's like, I mean, it's weird. It's it does seem like. This seems weird to me that I find trading the Detroit second rounder almost the most egregious part yeah. of it. But also, um, the money didn't work, and so they traded last year's lottery pick. 
Mm-hmm. That seems... Yeah, that's the other part. I forgot to bring up that well, part. Also, um, <laughs> are... Are the Washington Wizards the greatest third team in NBA trades? <laughs> They've just been, like, skimming all these... Like, Mo Wagner was really good for them. They got Davis Bertans for nothing. Like, I don't know if Jerome Robinson is really any good. He hasn't played that much, but even if he would have had to be really good to have played for the Clippers, right. you know what I mean? Like yeah, he, was, yeah. he was already sitting behind three other guards last year. And then they traded for Landry Shamit and uh, they, he might be really good. I don't <laughs> and, think so. I think he's pretty bad. I think he's like a slightly better Jacob Evans, Sean. Um. <laughs> I mean, but, but, but at the same time, the, like, if you could just get last year's number 13 pick, and his name is not Giorgios Papagiannis, <laughs> um, it just it just seems like... Also, maybe these guys that we didn't think were very good, Washington's doing something, or... Yeah. It just seems like yet another potentially good guy that Washington gets literally for free, again. <laughs> it's just like... It's really weird. <laughs> The, I mean, maybe the GM is just kind of, like, always awake. You know what I mean? Like, he just answers his phone really quickly all the time. Like, it never gets to a second ring, because if he picks up soon enough, um, he'll get, like, the NBA's leading three-point shooter for nothing. <laughs> all right, that was the trade deadline, Sean. Um, Man, it was amazing. It wasn't. It was a real fucking bummer. These last like- two days have been a fucking bummer. I love and the I idea say that as the team that now has to look on Saturday. I'm gonna pop some popcorn and watch Andrew Wiggins play. So um, I'm who's, super who's pumped about it. Oh wait, we forgot to do Windy. Windy, uh, what's okay. Windy say about this trade? Uh, he's going. He's going six minutes uh, because at the very beginning um, he he misspeaks and says Markeith Morris, and the rest of it is just an apology. I, I mean, I know the difference between them. Uh, it's not it's not a racial thing. I know that Morris Markeith is more agile. He's uh, he's an inch shorter. Uh, I remember watching them in that great game in the tournament when uh, Shaka Smart, a uh, wonderful coach, wonderful African-American coach, currently in Texas. They should keep him. Uh, uh, they upset uh, the Twins for Kansas. I just, I just want to apologize to the whole Morris family and, of course, uh, the victims of that parking lot of salt in Phoenix. Um, it's the last trade of the day. Uh, Zach drinks a quarter of a beer and falls asleep watching, attempting to watch Get Out for the seven, the for the first time <laughs> for the seventeenth time. <laughs> I think I think after he gets a little bit hammered. He experiments with the cadence of saying, Marcus Morris is good in like 12 different ways. <laughs> um, all right, Sean, that's our show. It was uh, great. Why don't you um, plug something? God, I forgot. Oh, yeah. Um, this week, you can read... Uh, I wrote about the Raptors with a, a special assist from Katie Heindel, uh, just giving me some good lowdown. 
I have a thing about the trades. And I have a, a, a oh, an annual feature that I do called the Academy Awards, but for sports, where I give out a lot of uh, uh, Oscar-type awards for uh, you know, stuff like that. James Harden does not win Best Actor, the category he normally dominates. Mm-hmm. He was nominated, though. Uh, and then as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter, at Frankie Muniz, where on February 2nd, I tweeted... So happy the city of San Francisco will not be celebrating tonight. Oh, wow. Fuck you, Frankie. <laughs> um, I guess the Arizona... Oh, the Arizona Cardinals. That's what you feel good about? Uh, why, don't you and Joe, why don't you and Mayor Joe uh, jerk each other off? <laughs> Mayor Joe, what am I doing? It is late. Um... Also, Podstar Weekend, February 13th. Uh, Tickets are available at podstarweekend.com. Please come. Seriously, we're doing something so weird and so funny, I think. I hope funny. But so weird and so stupid. Uh, I know you guys will love it. Uh, And again, I don't want all those Ringer and Hollywood Handbook fans to be the ones to see it. I want to meet my Round Ball Rock fans. Um www.podstarweekend.com Sean, did you write a song? I did. Uh, Continuing our our current theme, this is another song uh, about Kevin Love. This one is from the perspective of uh, Chetty Osman, and it is a Joan Jett song. It's called Kevin Love Pick and Roll. Great. Uh, Trust the process. Trust the process. And uh, shut it down. Let's all take a long look in the mirror (laughs) and convince ourselves it's okay that we watch Andrew Wiggins play basketball. Oh, no. I saw him standing there trying to set a screen. How many feet from the hoop? About 17. The clock was running down, and he began to frown. And I could tell it wouldn't be long till he was yelling at me, yeah, me. And I could tell it wouldn't be long till he was yelling at me, yeah, me. It's a Kevin Love pick and roll. So throw another dime to the big man, baby. Kevin Love pick and roll. And on the other end, they'll dunk on me. He scowled at me with 10 seconds on the clock. Tristan Thompson fell asleep on the block. He said, pass the fucking ball, or you'll be limping like John Wall. And next he slashed his throat, staring at me, yeah, me. Making murderous gestures aimed at me, yeah, me. It's a Kevin Love pick and roll, but so he doesn't get in his feelings, baby. Kevin Love pick and roll, so please just call the cops if he punches me. I clanked off the glass And I knew he'd kick my ass And 
next I'm running away He's chasing me, yeah me I threw a pass and he's trying to kick my ass Me Chetty, it's a Kevin Love pick and roll He's not rolling hard to the basket, baby Kevin Love pick and roll He only wants to pop and shoot a three Kevin Love pick and roll He spent too much time in Cleveland, baby Kevin Love pick and roll Please just make a deal with OK Kevin Love pick and roll He doesn't even mind if we lose by 80 Kevin Love pick and roll He's gonna need intense Sarah Ivan Love pick and roll Let's hope he doesn't get in his feelings, baby Kevin Love pick and roll So please just call the cops if he punches me Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.